I'm back with my second episode in the Marketing Medic podcast series. Today I've got the awesome Louise Martins, CMO at Six Connects, talking to me about his route to CMO, uh, working through the pandemic at the events platform business and how that shifted his playbook, and what happened when he implemented Medic across his entire marketing team. I hope you enjoy. Thank you for watching. First of all, thank you so much for joining me today. I've been really looking forward to speaking to you ever since we had our first uh, conversation. Oh, my pleasure. Um, I'd love to know, you know, as a marketeer myself, I'm inspired by CMOs and, and where they got to where they are and the different journeys they, they took to get to where they are and how that's positioned their next steps and things like that. So it'd be great to hear from you in terms of your journey into a CMO and, and you know, how that all started. Sure. Um, you know, since since I went into college, I wanted to go into marketing, um, but it, it took me a kind of a first a long, a long time to get to a CMO position because I started out as a marketing assistant. That was my first gig. But very early on in the first uh, year, um, I had an opportunity to start actually selling, doing some direct sales. And then uh, you, you discover the magic of commissions. And I started focusing on that. I was 24 years old. I started focusing on uh, selling, and, and that took me to um, a different path. And for, for many years, for about 12 years of my career, I was, uh, I was managing. I was first carrying a bag, uh, then managing sales teams, and then uh, opening sales uh, and operations in, in different parts of, parts of the world. Uh, but, and then I just decided it, it's time for me to go back to, to basics. And that happened in a, a weird way. I wasn't really happy in the company I was in with the marketing path that we were taking. And I started being very vocal and, uh, and I carried a, I had a, a large team, a lot, a lot of responsibility. And, and my boss just said, you know, Louise, you're, you're taking on marketing, uh, starting, you know, next, uh, in the next three months or so, just get acquainted with that, get more people to help you and you're going to be running marketing. That was back in, um, 2001, 2002, and ever since I've always had um, marketing as the main responsibility and always a little bit of sales, either through SDR or a certain area or developing uh, um, a product, but that's sort of been my career. So I do come from a sales background, switched over to marketing. Yeah, I mean, that's super interesting because I haven't heard, I haven't come across many marketeers that started out in sales and then transitioned over to marketing. So what I'm, I'm interested to know, like, how did you know from college that you wanted to go into marketing? Um, I, I think part of that is that um, when, when you're going to the school, you, you, you usually look at your interests. And I was really fascinated by ads. And uh, when I was going to still in college and, and doing my MBA, I actually worked for for some for a couple of ad agencies. Uh, I, I did some internship in one and then I got my my first gig working as uh, um, at that time. We called it um, the, the guy who runs around the, the agency to get everything in place. So yeah. uh, the, the traffic cop, if you will, to make sure that everything was aligned for the client. It was a. Uh, very interesting job. I was just fascinated by it. And that, that's sort of why I, I kind of felt that, yeah, I, I do like marketing. I like the creative component of it. Um, I, I love, I love storytelling, right? Uh, my whole background is really about storytelling, identifying your persona you want to talk to, kind of pitch the idea either 
if you're if you're doing your job right in marketing, you are selling ultimately, right? You're mm-hmm. talking to the right uh, the economic buyer. Just to go into medic a little bit, you you identify who your persona is, uh, and you pitch to them. You do it in different ways, right? When you're doing it uh, from a sales perspective, you have a goal, you have an objective. When you're doing it from marketing, you have to have a goal, you have to have an objective, right? So it's so one of the struggles I have, uh, I've had throughout my career is that you get marketers in and uh, they come with this idea that, well, we're not really selling, we're doing <laughs> marketing. And, yeah. and this, this just drives me crazy. I've heard this sentence said exactly like I, I, I said it now. It just drives me crazy. If you're doing your job as a marketer, you are selling. Um, you, you may be positioning it a little bit differently. Uh, you may be not uh, as aggressively selling, but but ultimately that's the goal. You're positioning a brand, you're positioning your story, you're positioning uh, the benefits that your products and, and uh, your brand delivers. So so if, uh, I, for me, they go hand in hand. I, can, I do not trust marketers who who believe that they are above or somewhat different than a salesperson is. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You, you only get the best out of marketing when you work with your sales team and vice versa. So, Correct. yeah, you can't Absolute. work standalone. Do you think, um, and I feel like I already know the answer, but um, working in sales has helped you become a, bet- a better marketer and vice versa? Obviously, you, you learned marketing is the basics and then moved into sales and back into marketing. Do you think that's helped? Well, I don't know if it helped, but it certainly helps me focus, right? So, so every time uh, we go through any piece of new content or collateral or um, the strategy we're talking about, it in the back of my head, it's always about how is this moving, uh, uh, moving the ball forward to the goalpost, uh, where I'm going to be able to um, be very clear with my message. Um, um, talk about the benefits that we offer, uh, what differentiates us from others. And at the same time, we're tailoring this, uh, this conversation and this topics to my audience, right? Mm-hmm. And, and as you know that, right, as a marketer, you're talking to different audiences all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. So you, you have to fine tune that message. And, and I feel like sales, good salespeople also do that all the time. They very quickly identify who they're talking to, what their goals are, what they're, uh, what really moves them. And they change the speech a little bit to, to resonate with that a specific, uh, persona or audience that they're talking to. I think we mm-hmm. do the same thing in marketing. So, so I do feel like, um, having a sales background, have, having carried the bag for so long and managed sales teams for so long, it helps me kind of hone in what it is that we want to achieve with everything that we do on the marketing side. So yeah, it helps. Yeah, no, great. So what would you do, you know, if you, if you did enter a company, a new business or anything like that, where, you know, there wasn't that relationship between sales and marketing, how would you get buy-in from the sales teams? Um, that is very difficult, right? So um, I'm, I've been fortunate enough that, um, you know, there, there's always been an understanding that uh, we're going on the right direct on the same direction, both uh, marketing and sales teams are aligned. Uh, mm-hmm. I've, I've been very uh, lucky to have great bosses throughout my career that understand this. But I think if you go into a situation where you feel like um, sales is doing their own thing and marketing is doing their own thing, there is a disconnect. I think the first thing that you need to align is uh, through leadership, right? So identifying 
uh, um, the influencers on the leadership level to say these uh, these teams are kind of going different paths. What is it that we need to do to align? That's the first thing. The second thing is is um, sometimes what I have seen is that uh, salespeople are a little bit uh, doubtful about what it is that you're doing on the marketing side that mm-hmm. will help me uh, uh, get my and achieve my objectives, right? So, so I think once you bring them on on board and, and you get their input, you get their feedback, and they see that what you're doing is actually helping them achieve their goals, um, you get alignment, right? So people understand. Good salespeople like to leverage everything they possibly can to mm-hmm. to uh, to grow, to to generate uh, sales, to drive sales, to bring leads in, and when they see part uh, uh, marketing as a partner, uh, they they tend to come and help. Um, mm-hmm. that's been my experience. So I, I have worked with some salespeople who thought, mm, uh, you know, marketing has never helped me in my entire career. And then you bring them on board. You, you kind of show them, uh, what it is that you want to do. And, and they start seeing results and that, um, that, you know, the, the switch, uh, uh, changes and you are, you have a partner for life. That's been my experience. Yeah, no, that's really useful. Thank you. Um, so I'd love to talk about the fact, obviously, you work for Six Connects, which is a, you know, a virtual events platform. How, you know, working for a company like that during a pandemic, how has that been? I mean, it must have took off in some ways because of, you know, the fact that you can't do in-person events and things like that. Yeah, it's. Um, I've been here um, a little bit over three years now. So I joined just before the pandemic. And what happened to this entire industry is that, uh, especially when you, well, Six Connects is, is a little bit different because we, we have event technology. So we mm-hmm. support in-person events as well as virtual events. We have mm-hmm. both. Um, but, but what we saw happening is that the virtual component uh, before the pandemic was really a niche market, right? Mm-hmm. You saw some companies using it, but, you know, by comparison, it was a very small uh, sample of companies and they used it very uh, for very specific uh, goals and objectives. Mm-hmm. What happened with the pandemic, with no one being able to meet in person, is that that little piece that was a niche market became mainstream and everybody had to uh, leverage technologies like this one we're using here to, to communicate. And what we saw is just uh, tremendous growth. I, I had never experienced this in my life. I mean, to, to mm-hmm. the point that you you stop and think what it is that we need to do to overqualify uh, mm-hmm. the leads. And I had, um, <laughs> I remember uh, a salespeople coming to me and saying, Luis, we're getting way too many leads. Can you make sure that we uh, pre-qualify them and make, make, you know, the forms that we, we try to make them as simple and easy to, to fill in. They were saying, can you make this more complex that will yeah. take more time for people to commit to the form to say, I want a demo. And, and I remember thinking, yeah, you know, I should record this because I have never in my entire career heard any salesperson saying we're getting too many leads. Um, so, so we went through this. For, for us at Six Connects, we knew um, that, that was it was going to grow. It, it, it kind of elevated the entire business, I think, by you know, 10, 12 fold from where we were. But, but I think as, as time goes by on, on this particular industry, I think what's going to happen is that there will be no difference between doing an in-person event or a virtual event. 
and and I'll give you an example. Um, so today, when you when you promote an event, you promote it virtually, right? You do it mm -hmm. through social media and through landing pages to uh, whatever campaigns you do uh, virtually. And then when you mm -hmm. go to register, I can't remember last time I actually physically went to a place to register to attend an event. Don't remember mm -hmm. in that mode. Uh, um, but but you just register virtually. Mm -hmm. And then when you go to attend an event, uh, so you have two options. You have the option of actually going in person or watching it virtually. So I, I think events are going to evolve into a way where events will have in person, in real life uh, components and URLs on uh, uh, components. So virtual components to it. It's going to be one big thing. We're already seeing some of that. So mm -hmm. so it was an incredible experience to see a super uh, high growth. Uh, yeah. I think now the market is adjusting. So we're going through the, the downside of the, the high velocity that we had in 20 and 21. Yeah. So from a marketing perspective, what specifics, if any, obviously you mentioned about the form capture and qualifying and things like that. What else did you, you have to change from a marketing point of view? And, and, you know, has the business shift of focus now? You said it was a niche market before. So is it, you know, is it more of an equal focus? So what we did, I don't know if it was right or wrong, but what we did is um, we had a lot of people paying attention to this space on the virtual component. So we actually rose our investment levels on uh, paid uh, ads. So mm -hmm. we were very aggressive. We were selling like crazy and, mm -hmm. and we were investing like we had never uh, invested before in 20 and 21 because we mm -hmm. wanted people to get to know us. Um, the other thing that we knew going in is every time you have uh, um, any industry growing as fast as this, a lot of new entrants would come. Mm -hmm. uh, Six Connects has been around for for 15 years. In October is our anniversary, actually, 15th anniversary. And, and we wanted to make sure the brand was out there because we knew there would be so many others coming out of the woodwork. So we, we made sure that we uh, aggressively stepped on the investment uh, and branding, and now we're doing a lot of uh, in-person events to show our show off our technology. So we never, for a second, stopped our investment because sales were too good. We did we did the opposite. We actually uh, um, increased by threefold our investment in pretty much everything because we felt it was the right time to get our brand out there. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of advice recently where there's obviously talks of like downturns and recessions and things like that. And I don't know if you know much about the UK government, but um, our prime minister suggested that um, businesses should turn marketing off to save money. Um, and it's just kind of, uh, it's disappointing to hear that because it's kind of like when it, when it's tough, that's probably the last thing you should do because you need the leads in to generate the revenue. So, you know, it's it's good, even though you had that upturn, it's good to know that you, you ramped it up and, and went aggressive with it and didn't just switch it off sort of thing. Yeah, it, it feels to me like um, the advice that you're getting is instead of focusing on the on the top line, fo focus on the bottom line. And I mm -hmm. think um, that's the demise of any business, right? The minute you start counting the pennies and not thinking about growing, you're thinking about savings, you stop growing and, and then you start uh, just going down in revenues. And sometimes it just gets too late for you to react. So, mm -hmm. so I think, I think that's not the best advice uh, in yeah. my experience, right? <laughs> I, I definitely think that uh, 
you know, you have an opportunity every time uh, uh, you offer a service that helps and supports uh, organizations and people in general. We feel like our our product here at Six Connects does help people to find new jobs, network, identify new opportunities, uh, position their brands, and and it just made sense for us to to make sure that our brand was out there because ultimately, if you don't have a service that really adds value to people, mm-hmm. uh, because companies really don't buy anything, people buy things. So, mm-hmm. so first and foremost, you think about what it is that I'm delivering to you, Jessica, as opposed to your organization or the organization you represent. And then you go from there, right? If I do this for Jessica, Jessica will do this for her organization. And then yeah. your organization is going to grow and I'm going to be a partner in that and I'm going to grow with her. So that if you have this in the back of your head and that's the mentality you go into business and market your products, I think the chances of being successful are higher. Yeah, no, I absolutely love that. Yeah, it's so true. I think I was always nervous when I started marketing in the very, very beginning, this whole thing of B2C, B2B and B2B being so boring because you were uh, marketing to businesses, but it's the complete opposite. You're still marketing to people. Um, If anything, you have to be more creative because the amount of competitors you have in the B2B space. So um yeah uh, yeah that that is something that always resonates with me that you're marketing to people yeah and and i think you nailed it b2b marketing is a bit more complex because on on b2c you are catering you're you're talking to specific people and you're talking sometimes to multiple people so you need Mm -hmm. to focus what it is they're looking for and in different ways in different formats when you're talking about b2b you're talking about one sales process that has to address multiple people through that same process so I need to know if there are four, five, six people around that process. I need to know which each one of these people really want to accomplish what, what I can offer them that is somewhat different from my competitors. So, so the complexity is, uh, I think, the challenge, which basically what moves marketers, in my opinion, is the challenge, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the marketers that I've, uh, I've worked with, that the great ones have all been like they love puzzles. They love complexity. And then they thrive in complexity. So, so B2B market for me uh, has a, um, a, a little bit of um, the complexity level is higher than B2C. So I, I, I've been, well, I've, I've done B2C for about two years of my career. Uh, I thought it was fun, but B2B mm-hmm. is, uh, I think, where I, I, I do better for whatever reason. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, finally, like obviously this is a marketing medic podcast, so I feel it's only fair that I, I talk about medic. Um, obviously, Six Connects, for those who don't know, uh, invested, you know, um, really highly in upskilling their team in medic. Um, so it'd be good to know from like a marketing perspective, have any of your team members who went through the program seen any benefit of that implementation? Or perhaps not. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that's uh, that's a great question. The, the, the reason we all um, decided to invest and get our people trained in medic is that, um, well, we have a history with that. I personally have a history with that. Our CEO has a history with, with medic. And, and we felt uh, it would be great to have the entire team kind of speaking the same language. Um, so we implemented this about, uh, I want to say, end uh, mid to end of last year to now. And what we see is, first, an alignment in the way we talk, 
right? So, so as you know, marketing is all about personas and salespeople are always, always about identifying who it is, who's making the decision, who is my champion, right? So, so when you bring that together of, uh, you know, we, we want to make sure that we understand who the economic buyer is, who actually, what's the decision process, and let's identify who the champion is, and, and marketing starts talking on this level with sales, the conversation just flows easier, mm-hmm. right? It's just an easier conversation to have. So alignment is the first thing that we felt. So, okay, now we talk the same language, and, and it's interesting, we can... We can tell you we implemented this and like two months after this um, conversations between my team and the sales team is just simpler and easier and faster. And and we got obviously all of our SDR teams and ops team all trained on, on Matic. So everybody now has the same, I guess, game plan in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the first thing. The second thing that we thought made a difference is that um, when we plan uh, a new product, uh, a go-to-market, or sometimes we just uh, we came up with new functionality that we think is is really cool, it's going to make a difference. We we came up with uh, true a- AI uh, mm-hmm. for events, which is something that we invested heavily, and in. it really is a di- very different way of going to market. And we're the only ones who offer this this kind of technology, and and when we think about how we take this to market. We don't think linearly. We don't think about, oh, this is a product that works for our customers and let's take it to market. No, we, we put it through the, the medic process and we think, okay, what is it that we're actually going to deliver? So we think about the ROI and the metrics. And then we think about, okay, so who, who will be the economic buyer for this solution? Uh, what's the decision process for this, this particular functionality will be for a company to acquire this? Um, what what pain are we addressing? And typically, who will be my champion? So so all our go to market, all our approach to how we take this functionality that we just built to market goes through basically a sales filter before we take it to market. So mm-hmm. so this just drives incredible alignment. Uh, all all the teams are very aligned on uh, on the speech, on the benefits, and also how I'm, I'm going to position and sell it. So I think actually this is a bigger benefit than just the day-to-day, just uh, we're, we're now talking the same language. Yeah, I mean, that's incredible. I haven't personally spoken to anyone who's said they've used Medic to help with like future developments and products and things like that. So, you know, that that is a huge benefit for a team already planning what you're going to say to customers when you're speaking to them and targeting them. So yeah, I absolutely see the the power of that. Um, I'm glad the team have found it useful. I think for me as a marketeer, I I never knew about Medic when obviously I didn't really work in the sales industry, so I'd never heard of it. Um, And when I joined Andy and the team, when I started to hear about Medic and and how it helps sales professionals, I was kind of like, it's extended upon that. You know, it helps the full go-to-market team. And it's really powerful that marketing and sales can speak that same language because it obviously helps with that relationship building as well. So it's great to see that your your team have benefited from that as well. Oh, we we uh, I think we're very aligned on this. And and the thing about this this um, the system and this process is that it gets ingrained and it becomes part of it, right? It's be mm-hmm. it it becomes part of the entire company process. So we're 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 glad we got our teams on board. Yeah, amazing. 
Um, well, that's all I had for you today. So I want to say a massive thank you for taking the time out to speak to me. It's been really, really good, really useful. And I'm sure lots of people will benefit from, from listening to you. Oh, my pleasure. And uh, please reach out if you are ever want to have a conversation about uh, more details. I'll be happy to walk you through them. Thank you.